It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time. Time for silver and black today. To the ground game. Touchdown Las Vegas. We're breaking down the latest Raider news from on and off the field. And bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers. So hold on, Raider Nation. It's time to get get it it on. Here's your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moulton. It is time for another thrilling edition of silver and black today an odyssey original podcast also you can hear us over the air on 98.5 the fan in las vegas and also 11:40 the bet in las vegas thank you to both our podcast and radio audience for joining us as always and again i say us because it's not just me no it's me in midtown mo moton that is mo moton he's the national nfl writer at bleacher report you can also catch his raiders columns up on sportsnot.com. Follow him on Twitter at Mo Moton, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. I don't know. We might have to change your Twitter handle, man. We might have to put the Midtown there, don't you think? I thought, you know what's funny? I thought about doing that over the weekend. I was like, (laughs) I should just sneak in Midtown Mo instead of Mo Moton on my Twitter handle. But I something told me I'll I'll wait a little while. I'll let the Midtown Mo thing catch on a little longer. Well, Midtown Mo's about to get bigger because we got some special things coming in the next few weeks, which I'm not going to tell you about because they're going to be a surprise, but we'll get there. Uh, By the way, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just teasing you. Also, uh, follow me on Twitter, LV Gully. We will interact with you guys uh, unless you're completely a head case, and then we just ignore you. But otherwise, we talk to some head cases. We got good head cases. We got bad head cases. We love talking to Raider Nation. We love talking to you guys and mixing it up. Even when we disagree, we disagree with respect. It's not, it doesn't have to be name calling. We can just disagree, which is totally cool. I am at LV Gully as well. Follow the show SNB today. By the way, if you don't subscribe to the show, what's wrong with you? Mo, these people don't subscribe. I don't understand what's going on. They're not subscribing. Some of these people. The subscribe button is kind of small. YouTube needs to enlarge. The subscribe yeah. button so it's like big 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 giant button on the on the screen they do but also i mean they can subscribe on apple for itunes they can subscribe or, or subscribe on uh, spotify iHeartRadio, wherever they're at the, the official odyssey app which is killer by the way but even you can just say it if you're in your kitchen or your bedroom and you have one of those amazon devices or a google device all you have to say is is subscribe silver and black today podcast and guess what happens boom you're in so thank you for doing that all right mo uh let's get into the news this week of course the nfl world was in between two cities last week they were in between las vegas and phoenix of course the super bowl coming up on sunday but it was the pro bowl games not the pro bowl game anymore it's not a football game anymore well there's kind of a football game But the Pro Bowl games were in Las Vegas, so a lot of attention on Las Vegas uh, did a great job. Uh, But overall, the Raider who was making the most news last week was one Mr. Devontae Adams. And no, it wasn't because he was making incredible catches in the flag football game, although he made a couple. It was he was trolling us all on Twitter. He was dropping hints 
left and right, making national news. Anytime somebody would tweet about Aaron Rodgers, a rumor, so he would say goofy things like, I'll help him move in my neighborhood, saying all sorts of things to make it look like and for the internet to go crazy enough that fans start to think that there's 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 fire where there's smoke. And um, he said it later, uh, coming into Monday, actually, that, yeah, I'm kind of trolling. So we don't know how serious he was, but it sure got Raider Nation and the NFL world a buzz about the possibilities of one Mr. Aaron Rodgers coming to Las Vegas. I must have saw seen at least three Twitter handles that <laughs> that basically said, I have sources that say Aaron Rodgers is going to sign up the Raiders. I saw one Twitter handle that said they spoke to, not spoke to, but they have people basically inside the Packers organization. This is a former Packers player. I don't want to put his Twitter handle out there because if he is wrong, I don't want to blow him up because I know Raider <laughs> fans will come after him. But basically, this guy who used to play for the Packers said that he's been told that Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Raider. There was another Twitter, hand, Twitter handle that said that Aaron Rodgers told his agent that he prefers the Raiders over the Jets. I, oh. that's, uncom that's unconfirmed, but I could see why, because Devontae Adams is in Las Vegas and not in New York. Now, New York does have Paul, uh, Paul Hackett, does have Nathaniel Hackett, who's the son of Paul Hackett. Yes. <laughs> so, and he's, and he's has a, he has a working relationship with Aaron Rodgers. So I could see why the Jets would hire Nathaniel Hackett other than they like his play calling, which I don't see why you'd be attracted to that after what happened in Denver, but that's a whole different story. But anyway, <laughs> there were so many different loose sources out there on Twitter saying Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Raider. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Raider. And I would say to those people that there's no way that Ziegler, McDaniels, and that crew would let that out, even if that was the plan, because we're, are we forgetting where they come from? Right. They come from an organization where there aren't, pretty much there aren't any leaks. So when Devontae Adams was acquired by the Raiders, a lot of people said that it was dead at one point. It was Derek Carr. If you remember what David Carr said on the NFL Network, it was Derek Carr who picked up the phone and made it work. That didn't get out until David Carr said anything, said something mm -hmm. about it. The, the acquisition of Chandler Jones, a lot of people didn't see that coming. The trade involving Yannick Ngakwe and Rocky Asin, no one saw that coming. So all of these big moves that the Raiders have made, these moves for notable players, haven't been telegraphed. So I don't have a reason to think that this would be telegraphed. I think it was Devonta Adams having a lot of fun with it, Aaron Rodgers having <laughs> a lot of fun with it. Now, it, I'm not saying it can't happen, but I'm saying at this point, I'm sure that they don't even know what the future holds for, for Aaron Rodgers. No, and, and as you and I talk about on this show all the time, Mo, conversations always happen. Oh, yeah. You call, I mean, GMs call about all kinds of players. Doesn't matter, okay? Hey, Cincinnati, would you be willing to trade Joe Burrow? No, of course not. Okay, great. Just call him the seat. <laughs> you never know, right? Things can happen. So, so I would imagine the Raiders are interested. That does not mean there's been talks that it's imminent or any kind of stuff. And, and I think, too, that we, we another example of how quiet this organization has kept big moves is even the benching of Derek Carr. I mean, you have beat writers who are around the team day after day after day. Usually, when you know a guy might get benched or something, you usually kind of start to hear it leak out a little bit. Well, they're getting frustrated. They might bench him. Didn't hear a thing. And then all of a sudden, boom, it happens, right? Day before we find out what's going on after the conversation happened. And whoever let that out, you can leave that to your imagination. Uh, but but need, needless to say, you, this organization, and, and, and if it's pursuing Aaron Rodgers or even, the, even con conversing about the possibility of it, 
I don't think it would get out. I think you're seeing a lot of people pull chains. I think Devontae Adams was having fun. I also think the truth with Devontae Adams was he would love to have Aaron Rodgers in Las Vegas. And so these tweets and these funny things he's saying, he's trying to get the attention of his friend. Uh, whether they've talked or not about it, I don't know. But the possibility of, hey, trying to recruit, just like you talked about Derek Carr with Devontae Adams, he's doing the same thing. So so that's why I keep telling Raider Nation, look, we're talking about it on this show. We're going to have our guest, Pete Doherty, from the Green Bay Press-Gazette on in the next segment to give us specifics from Green Bay on what's going on. But overall, just I would temper your expectations. Right. I, I mean – if we're being honest, I would assume that Rodgers is on the Raiders' radar. Simply because, yeah. if I, as I've said before plenty of times, I think Josh McDaniels understands that he needs to win some football games. And you're probably not going to do a lot of that with Jared Sidham as your starter. You're probably not going to do a lot of that with Jacoby Brissett as your starter. You're probably not going to do a lot of that with a rookie as your starter. Though, he did have Mac Jones mm-hmm. and won 10 games with the Patriots. But remember, that Patriots team had a top five top three defense yep. the Raiders do not have that support for their rookie quarterback if they draft one and start him so different situation but as far as Rodgers is concerned I think I'm in the lane with you and I think our our buddy Evan Groen at just pod baby has also said this that Rodgers maybe an upgrade an upgrade over Derek Carr but you don't want to give up too much for Rodgers because the Raiders have so many holes to fill. So as as we're going to ask Pat, uh, Pete Doherty, you know, what what is the asking price for Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers if he's available? If he says it's a one, which I think it's going to be at least a first-round pick, then you may think about, okay, we'll give up a one for Aaron Rodgers, have a quarterback. We, we still have, you know, a second. Hopefully we could trade Derek Carr and get another second so that if we want to move up, we can. But – if he says it's going to cost multiple firsts or first and multiple seconds, then you're like, whoa, wait a minute. We need our draft picks because we need that cheap, you know, capital coming in to help our defense, mm-hmm. our defensive line on, on the interior, our linebacking core. We need a cornerback. We need a safety. We need upgrades on the offensive line. We need so many things. We, we can't afford to give up multiple premium draft picks for Aaron Rodgers because he'll just wind up being nine and eight as he was with the Green Bay Packers this past season. Exactly. And here's the other thing, too, Mo. You talk about draft compensation. So if it takes, if Pete Doherty tells us in the next segment, yeah, we, from my conversations, because I know in prepping uh, with him for the show today, he told me he's talked to some folks in the league, some, some player personnel folks, to get a sense for what it would take to get Aaron Rodgers out of Wisconsin. If you tell me, too, that it's the number one this year, then to me, that's a deal breaker. Because I get it, you, number one pick, but if you give it a number one pick this year, that's a, that's a seventh overall pick. For a great quarterback in his day, no doubt about it, still a very good quarterback, to your point, a 10 quarterback. But he's 40 years old, and in my view, he's fallen off a little bit. I still love Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback, by the way. I'm just saying he is not, just like we said with Tom Brady, he's not the Tom Brady that's 35 And Aaron Rodgers is not even the quarterback he was when he's 35, and it's been five years later. So he's going on 40. And so to me, are you going to give up the number seven overall pick? And as I make the argument in my Sports Knot piece today that just uh, ran this morning um, up on the site is no. In fact, I say you skip Aaron Rodgers and you do whatever you can to get C.J. Stroud. I think you have to think boldly and you have to go to the future. Now, I know the Raiders have been burned on picks in the past, including quarterbacks. 
number two, whose name will not be mentioned on the show because fans will get mad at me, Jim Marcus Russell. But anyway, that pick, all those things, that's fine. But to to go in a win now mode to me would be the wrong message to not only the fans, but also to the players in the organization. I understand Devontae Adams wants a quarterback to throw him the ball. I get it. But a kid like C.J. Stroud, somebody like that, who can come in and develop, you get a veteran there, you have Stidham there already. To me, the Raiders have got to play chess. They've got to think five years down the road. They can't think about the next three years, even if Josh McDaniels wants to think that way because he might be on the hot seat. Mark Davis then has to give him a pass. You've said this in the past. Say, listen, we're going to let you draft the rookie quarterback. That gives you an extra year, whatever it is, to get to get up to speed. So we expect next year to be rough. In between, depending what happens, maybe he doesn't win out and you, you go with your veteran. But overall, Mo, this team has got to get out of the rut of trying to win now when they don't have enough pieces to win now. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I would give up a one for Aaron Rodgers under three conditions. Oh. Number one, number one, Aaron Rodgers will have to restructure his deal so we get some cap relief so that I can use that cap space to spend on other plays in free agency if we're not going to have our one. Number two, the Raiders would have to get something for Derek Carr. Because then if you get it, let's say you get it, yeah. and then you have to get a second-round pick for Derek Carr. Because then if you get a second-round pick for Derek Carr, then you have two second-round picks. So if you want to move up into the first round, you can with those two second-round picks. It's an option. The third condition is the Raiders don't feel too great about the quarterback class coming in. So let's say they're lukewarm on all the quarterback, all the top quarterback prospects, and let's say they prefer a Tanner McKee out of Stanford in the second round. Yeah. Right. If they're lukewarm on the top prospects at quarterback, then I could see them giving up a one for for Aaron Rodgers again if he restructures his deal and they get something for Derek Carr because again you don't want to give up premium capital because even the number seven overall pick that can get you a ready-made impact play on the defensive side of the ball that can get you a a better offensive tackle now i've come i've come back to earth a little bit on jermaine luminar i've done a lot of looking at his play in the games over the past i don't know two three months of the season Mm -hmm. he actually played well i'm not saying he's a pro bowl player but for a guy who didn't have a lot of starting experience and got his first look at full-time starting experience this past season he actually played pretty well i believe he he didn't give up he gave up one sack after week two or three so in pass protection, he was pretty good. So I would say that with the seventh pick, if you keep it, you get a defensive player if you're not in love with the quarterbacks. But again, this is with Aaron Rodgers' trade on the table with my three conditions. It's, he ha- it would have to meet those three conditions for me to give up a first-rounder because, as you said, and as I've said, you need the Raiders absolutely need the cheap draft capital because you you can only spend so much of agency without without hindering yourself in the cap. Right. And I think there's a lot of ifs there. I mean, you laid it out. I think I think the biggest one, to be frank with you, is the Derek Carr thing. I don't I just don't think they're going to be able to swing a deal, although we've heard some stuff over the last couple of days about the Jets uh, and a couple pieces. Anton Staley, our guy up on Twitter uh, who wrote, writes there in New York, wrote about that a little bit, too, in favor of going out and getting Derek Carr. So you don't know. We'll see. Again, you're going to start with Carr's deadline coming up. You would think that the Raiders would be panicked. 
And actually, no. Yes, they want the, They would love some draft capital back, Mo, but they get to walk away at $5 bucks, so they don't get hurt as long as they do it by the 15th. The other teams that might be interested in Derek Carr, they, and you've said this all along, to your credit, they might get nervous. If it's the Jets, if it's whoever it is, the Saints, whoever, they might get nervous and say, ooh, we're getting up to this 15th deadline uh, what does it look like? Do I go? Do I go get him now, or do I wait? Is he going to be more expensive? Am I, you don't know what's going to happen. So if somebody gets an itchy trigger finger, they could pull that trigger very quickly. Now, the key is, and the and and the reason I don't think that ever happens that he that the trade works, Mo, is this reason. That is, they can agree to a trade, but the trade does not become final until the league new year in the middle of March. And guess what happens? The team, let's say the Jets say, yeah, we want to trade for Derek Carr. March 14th, they could say, guess what? We changed our minds. And there's no repercussions. And then the Raiders the are on the hook thing. for and the Raiders are on the hook for $40 million. That that's the tricky thing. But if you're the Raiders, you're not worried about that because if you don't agree to a trade, then you're, you know, you're gonna cut them. And then what? You you lose a quarterback. And I've said this from the beginning that barring Derek Carr forcing his way out. I think there's going to be a, a trade offer on the table that the Raiders can accept if De and Derek Carr is going to be like, I like that place. But if Derek Carr forcibly says, look, I'm not waving my no trade clause because you guys didn't let, you know, let me talk to other teams. <laughs> so I'm going to you played hardball. So I'm going to play hardball now. Yeah, because in any regular circumstance, you don't just cut a quarterback because quarterbacks have so much value. Yeah. The problem is that the Raiders hamstrung themselves by giving him that no trade clause and giving themselves that short deadline right after the Super Bowl. If the deadline was a little later, they would have a little more leeway, but they have to make a decision so quickly and it's so so far before free agency, it, it just puts them in a bind mm. and it makes things complicated. A lot of people were like, Mo, it's not complicated, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yes, it is complicated. <laughs> it is complicated. You, 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 you saw the report from Mike Garofalo NFL Network. On one hand, the Raiders want to control the trade negotiations. They don't want Tar Carr talking to other teams because then he could talk to another team. That team goes, you know, winking and nod. Hey, we'll sign you in free agency. Just, just wait it out. <laughs> Force your way out of Las Vegas. We'll sign you in free agency. Wink, wink. And yep. the Raiders don't want that to happen. So that's why they're restricting it to teams that have agreed to trade compensation that Derek Carr can talk to. The problem is Derek Carr has to okay this. So in order for him to okay, he has to be able, he's probably going to want to be able to feel comfortable with that team and talk to the team's head coach, coordinator, position coaches. And if yep. he's not allowed to do that, how can he feel comfortable stamping his approval on a trade? <laughs> so it's like chicken or the egg, who blinks first? Yeah. And we are uh, just about a week away from that hat, from the decision having to be made. And, and uh, we don't know everything that's going on clearly, Mo. <sighs> But I just don't see it happening. So we'll see what goes down. All I know is when it comes to the Raiders, I know fans will not want to hear this. Uh oh. But it's you're gonna have to you're gonna have to take some lumps. You're gonna have to go a little bit more backwards. Now I know from six and eleven, how do you go backwards? Two games, Four maybe. Thirteen. Maybe. 13. Maybe. But you know what? With a Jared Stidham and a rookie quarterback uh, learning, or maybe the rookie comes right in and starts. If it's CJ Stroud, I make the argument he might be able to come in and play right away. We'll see. But nonetheless, if you can get CJ Stroud, there's a lot of ifs there too. Don't get me wrong. But but I I would say this that if you're a Raiders fan, all these years of losing, the reason that you have all these years of losing 
is because of these starts and stops of trying to to put band-aids and to put your finger in the dam when it's leaking. And I think you got to do it the right way. You have to build a strong foundation. They don't have it on defense. They have it on offense. But, Mo, I think about it from this perspective. If you go the young quarterback route, don't do the Aaron Rodgers deal. Then you say good, you say thank you, goodbye, wish you luck. If you can get Darren Waller, if you can trade Darren Waller, you trade him away. And you know what? I know people will go crazy over this, and I don't want to see it happen because I love watching the guy play. But even even though he's got a restrictive contract, even Devontae Adams eventually. Listen, you got to stockpile picks. You look, and I've used him a couple times because I'm just more familiar with him in my backyard. The Cincinnati Bengals went from a terrible team to a Super Bowl in two years. So when you talk about a rebuild, it's not like it has to be a five-year process. The Raiders' offense is not far away, okay? And the defense needs a lot of work. So within within the period of two drafts, two free agent classes, the cap managed properly, hitting on your draft picks, within two to three years, the team can be a playoff team and be a team that's built to run deep into the playoffs, not one that's just made to go one and done. Here's the thing, and I say this again, because they don't have the number one overall pick like the Bengals had, they're going to have to hit. Yeah. If, if they do draft the quarterback at number seven, they're going to have to hit on whoever that quarterback is. Yeah. Because if he's not a, if he's not a hit, and I know this is going to sound super crazy right now, but listen closely, okay? <laughs> Raider fans, if you want some hope, just listen to me really quick. Just give, give, me, give me two minutes here, okay? If the Raiders draft the quarterback at seven this year, let's say it's C.J. Stroud. And let's say he doesn't look good, right? And the Raiders go three and fourteen, four and thirteen, and they have a shot to get one of the top quarterbacks in next year's draft. I say swing again. Absolutely. If they have, if they have a shot at Cleveland, if they if the Raiders draft the quarterback this, and he stinks, whoever it yes. is, and he stinks, absolutely stinks, and the Raiders get one of the top two picks in the twenty twenty four draft, and Cleveland Williams is out, um, May out of North Carolina is out. Why not swing again? Swing again at the quarterback position and then Have trade to. one of them for some draft capital. I, if you if you stink, then that puts you in the sweepstakes for the next year's top quarterbacks. And I don't think that's that's a terrible thing. No, and and look at now. There's you can make the argument that they got a little better, but not all the way better. It's what the Cardinals did with Josh Rosen, right? They took Josh Rosen, and the very next year they took Kyler Murray. Yep. And so there's nothing wrong with that. Like if you don't hit, listen. I like Stroud. I think he's going to be a good pro quarterback. I don't know if he's a good pro quarterback the first year, right? I don't know that. But I will say that it's worth the risk in the NFL today. Yes, you got to build a defense. But but again, getting up, moving up to get Stroud, as I said in the piece today, Mo, you might have to – I still think to, to secure it, you probably have to go to three. Some people argue you have to go to one. I doubt it. I think Bryce Young, barring some weird circumstance at pro days um, – I don't think Bryce Young is out of that number one spot. I think somebody's going to trade up to get that number one spot with the Bears and give up a lot to do it. Uh, and then I think Levis, I think Levis might go before that too. Right, number three, if you get up to number three, you can definitely get C.J. Stroud. So the Raiders might have to do that, but you swap a three and a seven, and you give somebody else, I don't know, a two next year or something like that. Yeah, you're giving away draft capital. But if you're going to struggle with a rookie quarterback next year then, like you said, you're going to get more draft capital. It's going to be higher draft capital, and you can continue to build. I'm just saying being in the Khalid Williams-Drake May sweepstakes isn't such a bad thing. <laughs> exactly. If you if, if you feel like you whiffed this year, on this year's quarterbacks. Now, people say that's wasting draft capital because you could have got a defensive player on offensive tackle, and I get that. But the name of the game here is you got to get the quarterback position right. Yeah. 
for Devontae Adams' sake, for for Darren Waller's sake, if you're going to keep him, Hunter Renfro's sake, if you don't want to waste those guys in their primes, you have to get the quarterback position straight. And once you get that straight, you can not – actually not once. You can do both at the same time as we've said. Yeah. Now, you can make a trade for draft capital, get a player, trade off a player, and get more draft capital. If you waste a pick on a quarterback that you, that you wind up seeing that he's not that guy – there's always trade. You can always pull off a trade. You have quality players that you could trade away. Now, fans don't want to hear that because this is kind of what Gruden did when he got there. It's kind of the opposite of what's happening now. Gruden got there and he kind of like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna trade our quality players. We're gonna get a bunch of draft picks and rebuild this from the from the ground up. I would say that the Raiders, the way the Raiders are doing it right now, with Aaron Rodgers out there, is a good approach because who knows? Maybe they swing a trade, but if it doesn't work out where they don't get Aaron Rodgers and you're spinning your wheels on rookie quarterbacks, then you might say, okay, these guys are not getting younger. We don't have the quarterback position figured out. What can we get for a Darren Waller? What can yeah. we get for our Hunter Renfro? Yeah, and I think this, I'll close out the segment with this too, Mo, is when you're talking about the scenarios, if they sign Aaron Rodgers, then I in the first round, yeah, you get that defensive player at seven. You might even be able to trade down, get some more picks, and still get the defensive player. Defensive players go deep into the second round. Impact players, by the way. Mm-hmm. So so you can go deep into the second round. You could move down a spot, maybe get another second round pick to get somebody who wants to get into the top ten and get a quarterback. If you're not in love with the quarterbacks or if you sign Rodgers or trade it for Rodgers, then you do that. Even if you do get a rookie quarterback, um, I think there's an opportunity then for them to to do it. There's all sorts of trade options out there. We talked about Waller. There's other options as well when you look at some of the, the folks on the Raiders and what they're able to do. So we'll see. It'll be interesting, though. This is just the beginning of this, and now you have a dose for what we're going to be doing in February and March as we lead up to the NFL draft. But when we come back from this break, we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Is he really on the trade block? Is that what the Packers want to do? Are they ready to move on to Jordan Love? Do they have Aaron Rodgers fatigue in Green Bay? We'll find out as the great columnist Pete Doherty from the Green Bay Press-Gazette joins us here with Mo and Scott on Silver and Black today and Odyssey Original Podcast. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back.